0: The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it! The Jazz. Stop him. over three. Get yeah! high schools. Hossel's
1: going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the
2: 25, makes a move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
3: Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the full court
0: press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
3: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson here with you on a Thursday. Welcome on into the show. Jason Walker under the weather today. So flying solo, hoping that Jason gets feeling better so we can have him back on the show tomorrow. Uh, When he told me he wasn't feeling well, I thought it was just his attempt to uh, maintain his status as the reigning pick six champion. But no, he's, he's really, he's, He's not feeling well, <laughs> so so we'll have to postpone pick six for another week. We'll get back to it. I'll try to unseat him and get back to my comfortable spot on the throne. But um, he has proven to be a pretty formidable challenger to this state. But uh, again, we just had one time where we were in here at the same time to do a pick six. So we'll we'll have that next week. We'll have it return uh, to see if I can knock him off his perch. Uh, but we do have a couple other things we're going to discuss today. Certainly continuing to examine ramifications and rumors and what might be the next steps in conference realignment. How does it affect the Mountain West? Then ergo, how does it affect Utah State? Um, not a whole lot new there, but there's a few things we'll. Con- uh, I was able to find. We'll continue to look at that. Um, a few other publications now are focusing on group of five schools. And whether they could be legitimate targets for the Pac-12 and its expansion efforts, or um, I don't know if it's expansion's the right term anymore, but replacement uh, for after losing USC and UCLA, um, uh, into this continues to evolve, and um, it, it's going to be awkward coming up here in just a few weeks when a lot of these schools start to come together for their media days and anticipation for the upcoming football season. So um, it could be kind of weird without a uh, uh, plan in place, so to speak, or at least uh, an idea of where things are headed with some of these conferences. And uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Uh, but uh, any thoughts that you've had in addition uh, to some of these new things that have been going on or you've had a chance to to sit on it, stew on it, uh, your your thoughts about the best – uh, proposals that could be out there. 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in in our full court press text line. Also, the Utah Jazz Summer League uh, had Game 2 last night, Game 3 tonight. Uh, reactions from that. Jazz took on the 76ers last night. They will face Memphis tonight before the team heads to Las Vegas. The first game in the Vegas Summer League taking place tonight. And uh, all... 30 NBA teams will be in Las Vegas. And so we've seen some free agency uh, stall and uh, uh, trades kind of stall after the the, uh, Rudy Gobert deal kind of set a benchmark for some teams uh, looking to move players. Uh, And so are other teams willing to pay that kind of a price for the other available players who may be out there? And I would imagine, and kind of history tells us that when uh, these all these teams are reporting for summer league, executives are there not only to see the the young talent and how they perform in an early type of uh, 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 you know, insight as to what they might look like on an NBA stage, but it's also important for these executives to be all in the same town and to so they can hash out some of these deals and uh, start to coalesce where things are going to be heading into the uh, into the upcoming NBA season. So we'll keep be keeping an eye on that as well. But uh, as always, if you want to chime in, 435-339-0321. Rudy Gobert was officially announced yesterday. Utah did not announce any of their new additions. Uh, but we do have a little bit of audio from Rudy today that I wanted to highlight. Some of the things that he said in his introductory press conference in Minnesota but um, getting to the the texts here nine three one five. Thank you for the novel here, which you've sent, and I'll try to make sense of this long text uh, that has been sent in. So, what things does Utah State have going for them that people would want to bring them into their conference? Such beautiful campus, uh, great ed- education, is one of uh, late uh, late high winning football team, really great basketball. Uh, the best ice cream on the planet, a high, high-tier research institution, etc., to make them want to come into a different conference that could be better than the Mountain West or if the Mountain West Conference were to go goodbye. Uh, my second question is, what does the Mountain West have to offer other schools that would entice them to want to come to the Mountain West in football, basketball, and other college sports? That would make the conference, that would make the conference better. These questions stem from listening to your show via podcast yesterday and couldn't listen live. Okay, so tackling the first one first. What what does Utah State have going for them that would make them attractive to potentially go to another conference? Look, I I can sit here and talk about all the great things that, that Utah State has, which they do legitimately have, Yes, they are a tier one research institution. That's that's really important for a number of reasons. For you know, the the presidents and chancellors, they are the ones who vote on if they're going to bring new schools in or if they're as a school itself going to leave. It's not the athletic directors, it's not the boosters, it's the presidents and chancellors. Yes, they're highly motivated or influenced by those other individuals. But when it comes down to it, it's the presidents and the chancellors of the universities. And when it comes to the PAC, which I'm just going to call it the PAC now, because I don't know if it's the PAC-12, PAC-10, it may be the PAC-6, but the the PAC is highly influenced by these uh, presidents and chancellors of their academic institutions who have always put themselves on a higher academic pedestal than many of their other uh, uh, peers in college athletics. Uh, the Big Ten is also kind of on that same level, and that's why the Big Ten and the Pac have generally gotten along pretty well with some of their scheduling, the Rose Bowl, uh, uh, in they were part of the alliance, quote-unquote, which, yeah, was very short-lived, but... They, uh, um, all of pretty much every team, every school in the Big Ten, is a Tier One institution, uh, and many of them, if I'm not mistaken, are AAU, which uh, is another level of of academic standard that's very very high, um, and uh, many of the schools in the pack were as well. Not all of them. There was a good number who were uh, Arizona, Cal, UCLA. Oregon, Utah, Washington, Stanford, USC, Colorado. So the the ones that were not the land grant state institutions like Washington State, Oregon, Arizona, uh, Oregon State, Arizona State. Every other member in the pack was part of these uh, this AAU club. Nobody in the Mountain West is in that crew or they're in, they're not of that status academic wise. Now, there are a number who are Tier 1 research, Carnegie research institutions, There about six of them. Utah State is among them. Utah State has had a you know, good football team, won the conference championship this last year, went to a high-profile bowl game and won that. But at the end of the day, and I think this is where more of this conference realignment talk is, is headed, it's, it's going to be more about survival for these, these conferences. And when looking at potential replacement schools, do they, how much value do they bring? That's a better way to put it. It's, it's impossible to replace the media market of Los Angeles with USC and UCLA. But can you still do something to add value to the conference? You're not going to replace it, but how can you still make it viable? And when I look at Utah State, yes, we love the ice cream, uh, we we love a lot of things about USU, but Utah State, whether it be the Pac-12 or the Big 12, just doesn't bring that that level of value that uh, would would be necessary to be an interesting and legitimate target. Uh, look, we can all point out all the great things about Utah State, and I would be happy to be among them to point them out. But they're just in a... the, the Utah State does not capture the Salt Lake, Wasatch Front medium market. It just it doesn't. It has a presence there, yes, and it should, but it not to the level of Utah or BYU. Those are the schools who capture the Wasatch Front Market. So what Utah State needs to be doing is working with its other partners in the Mountain West to do what it can to strengthen and keep the Mountain West together. Um, And That's why I was a little surprised a year ago that the Mountain West wasn't more aggressive in trying to add additional schools to its existing footprint. Uh, Interesting piece in The Athletic, that talks about group of five schools. Will conference realignment trickle down to the group of five again? And it, it goes through and highlights a few schools specifically, and there are a number of Mountain West schools on that list, and I'll get to that. But one of the things that kind of stood out to me was later in the article, and it was a reminder to me that I had forgotten, but it was a reminder that it's the, the Mountain West TV partners basically said you know, those, those uh, other schools, UTSA, Texas, North Texas, things like that, they, they wouldn't really increase the per-school TV payout if they added any of the options from Conference USA or the American Athletic. So rather than expanding, they felt like it was the, the, their best interest, according to Fox media personnel – they felt like, "Hey, stay with who you are and keep your you know rally uh your troops to to stay together, circle the wagons, and you'll be better, which I'm a little surprised by that, to be honest UTSA and North Texas have both been making significant investments in their athletic programs. they've been doing uh, expanding their facilities, both teams schools have had success in football basketball, uh, it's had some moments here and there, but not sustained. But you get into San Antonio, which is a large media market, and you get into Dallas, which is a large media market. Granted, Dallas is very watered down. It's much like San Jose. You're in in San Jose. You're next to the Bay Area. You're in a major media market. But just because you're in a major media market does not mean that you're relevant to that market. San Jose is the epitome of that example. So the Mountain West is committed to who they are and uh trying to stay together. So for for Utah State, you know what are their moves? Their moves should be doing what they can to strengthen their current membership and make a play to invite others in like Washington State, Oregon State. That if things continue to collapse in the Pac-12 that there are good regional rivalries that would be easy to uh, create. Washington State, it's like a five hour bus ride from Boise. That's an instant regional rivalry that would be great. Now, the, the Pac 12 money uh, the, the, that uh, each school gets is like $19 million. That's what it was last year. That was down significantly. Previously, it was in the mid to low 30s, but the Mountain West is like 4 so it's still a dramatic difference between what the, each Pac-12 school gets and what each Mountain West school gets. So kind of getting to that, the second point of the question there is, what does the Mountain West have to do to offer other schools, entice them? It, really, it's about survival. You know, where else? If, if USC and UCLA, they're gone. We know they're leaving. If Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State, known as the four corner schools, if those four schools go to the big twelve, and Washington and Oregon are sit sitting there thinking, hey, we still have value, we still have interest, um, we should we should go somewhere. Um, that would that would mean that the the Pac twelve is is incredibly decimated, and really you'd only have about six schools left. But if Oregon and Washington decide to bolt, if the Big Ten sits on uh, and they can't get Notre Dame to come join them, then they may turn around and then eventually pursue Oregon and Washington to join their ranks. Uh, The other question is AAC, are they going to make a play? They did before. They try to get some Mountain West schools to bolt and join them. Their media payout per school is greater than the Mountain West by a couple million dollars. So they very well could be players in trying to expand into the territory as well. So that's why I think the Mountain West needs to be aggressive in, in uh, trying to strengthen its ranks, uh, stay together, continue to uh, improve competitiveness, lift the schools that have been low, try to get them, find ways to get them to be more relevant and can at least do their part to convince schools like Washington State, Oregon State especially, that uh, they would have a great place in the Mountain West. And in doing so, it would elevate the Mountain West ahead of the AAC. I already think the Mountain West is ahead, but that would further expand that gap as uh, the top group of five conference. So, what they can do, it's not a whole lot other than have regular meetings with your people, try to keep things together. Um, Is there still an opportunity to expand and maybe pick off some teams uh, in other areas? Again, I think they have to have these conversations with their media partners that they feel like it really will enhance their current media agreement. But could uh, the Mountain West really make a play to include Memphis? Do they try to go after schools in the AAC or Conference USA again? Um, I don't know. I think it, it it's realignment. I don't know that it's necessarily going to trickle down as much as we think. After looking at the kind of the way things are moving right now. And the standards that these Pac-12 schools have, excuse me, the Pac schools have, the standards that the Big Ten schools have, um, now the Big 12 is a little bit different. Are they done? I don't think they are. I think they see an opportunity to go from being on death's doorstep to being uh, a top conference right there behind... uh, the SEC and, and the Big Ten put the position themselves to be number three overall if they can be aggressive in adding to their ranks. But if they do, I don't see them poaching a group of five schools. I think they, I see them more targeting the, the instability right now in the pack and going after those schools, uncertain of their future, saying, look, we're in expansion mode. We have the central time zone. We can bring you the mountain time zone and the Pacific time zone. Uh, we have a, a healthy media payout, better than yours now, and uh, we, we bring you these markets. So what could be next for the PAC? If they're not going to poach Mountain West schools, and I think it's becoming less and less likely that they do, where do they go? What do they do? Explore some things that uh, that I'm thinking there that I've seen so far. Uh, love to continue to get your thoughts about how this potentially could affect Utah State and the Mountain West Conference. 435-339-0321 to uh, chime in here on the Full Court Press. Everything does affect Utah State, whether it's USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten or Though the Pac schools, remaining Pac schools, doing an an alignment uh, or an agreement, an alliance with uh, the the ACC, it still affects Utah State because it comes down to scheduling. Who's available to play you in a non-conference game? Because it's becoming more and more clear that these power schools want to just schedule each other, and I think it's getting harder and more challenging for a group of five schools to schedule these games because they want to play, the power schools want to play more conference games, and any non-conference games they play, they want it to be with other power conferences, all in attempts to improve their resumes for a college football playoff or for a major bowl game later in the year. So it it all affects Utah State in the end uh, in a very roundabout way. Uh, so more on that, uh, more thoughts about you know what are the next steps in conference realignment, and I think that we'll probably see some movement there or maybe some direction within the next week or so as these uh, conferences try to get some things figured out before uh, media days start to happen in anticipation of their upcoming football seasons. So we'll get into that. Love to get more of your texts, more of your thoughts on it, 435-339-0321. If you've watched any of these Uh, Summer League games for the Utah Jazz. What did you think about the games and and the players that are playing? And and anybody standing out, is anybody even going to see a roster spot for this Utah Jazz team this year? Uh, One more chance to see it in Salt Lake tonight. Uh, We'll preview that as well as what's going on in the Summer League uh, moving to Las Vegas this next week. All that's ahead on the Full Court Press. Uh, We want to congratulate everybody who won gold and silver in this year's Best of Northern Utah contest presented by Campbell Snacks, Home of Pepperidge Farm. We had double the number of people uh, voting, double the amount of votes who were cast. We had way more businesses participate and were nominated. It was awesome. It was a really fun contest to watch and participate in. And now we know the results. The winners have been announced and published in a beautiful magazine, and you can flip through it. It's a great guide, really. It's a resource guide. If you're new to the area, or if you're looking for a, a service, uh, looking for somebody to help you with your house, your construction, or real estate, or you know, wh- whatever. Yeah, insurance. There's a lot of different resources available in the Best of Northern Utah magazine, and you can pick up your own. They're free for anybody to grab, and there's uh, they're in dozens of racks all over the area from lee's marketplace cafe sabor kent's market and Tremonton uh, sports academy old grist mill the book table so we, we go grab your own magazine today and uh, see who won gold and silver medals in this year's best of northern utah contest Bicycle. Bicycle. Hey,
1: Cash Valley! It's time again for one of the best cycling events in the West—the 11th annual Cash Grand Fondo on Saturday, July 9th. Every type of cyclist is welcome. Racers compete to qualify for world and national championships, and recreational riders simply enjoy a great day riding one of our 35, 50, 75, or 100-mile courses. We even allow e-bikes on the 35-mile course. So come on out for a chance to win cool prizes, plenty of food, get a rider gift, free photos, and a cool finisher's pin on July 9th. For more information and to register, go to Cash Grand. Fondo.com. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Why buy from Daryl's Appliance? Because we have appliances for everyone. Hi, I'm Kathy, your luxury appliance specialist. Yes, we carry Wolf, Sub-Zero, Thermador, Cafe, and more. I have 30 years experience helping you buy the right appliances to meet your specific needs. I will make the process simple and easy. Remember, come see us at Daryl's West on Airport Road, open till 6 on weekdays and 5 on Saturdays.
3: This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engaged ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engage Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block
0: This is Ryan at My Mattress, a mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale. But come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find.
2: It's happened to us all. Red punch, nail polish, coffee, or paint. This is towel with northern Utah Chem Dry. What you don't realize is using your own methods can potentially lock in stains within the carpet. Chem Dry's patented stain removal solutions have successfully removed stains all over Cass Valley. If we can't get it out, no one can. So next time you spill, call Chemdry of Northern Utah. Chem of Northern Utah. ChemDry of North-
0: The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball Team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan.
3: Hotter weather is brutal on your vehicle, so take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change across from Angie's. They have Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle, and they'll get you back out on the road fast at 695 North Main in Logan. So, uh, a couple things more on this uh, conference realignment. How much could a group of five schools be affected? Beyond just, you know, scheduling issues, will there be... um, Will there be anything that, uh, any schools that, that jump up and move and get elevated? Uh, perhaps. Um, so, uh, by the way, just seeing this, that uh, Florida State is exploring leaving the ACC for a new conference. And, uh this would be intriguing. Two options would be available for them, that, uh, reportedly, according to uh, Sports Illustrated. Um, and so, uh, yeah, trying to see this. They, have this. they have had discussions with the SEC and Big Ten since last summer, and both conferences have shown an interest, along with other schools in the ACC. So, does the SEC make another move to stay ahead of the Big Ten? It's crazy. It just it doesn't end. It's becoming clear there are are several schools that really stand apart, and the others are just there because of tradition. Um, And does it all get you know? How does it all shake out in the end? I don't know. But I think it's more and more likely that we we we're moving to this autonomous football group and uh it's a select higher tier of college football and then there's another level of power five ish schools, and then there's a everybody else that's left behind um but I think that what what is becoming more and more, uh, I guess, clear in my mind, and maybe this announcement about Florida State kind of changes some things here, but what's becoming more clear in my mind is that the PAC-12, or excuse me, the PAC, <laughs> is, is more interested in some kind of a scheduling alliance, scheduling agreement with the ACC than bringing in somebody from the Mountain West. Uh, I just think that research level is still going to be important to them. Academic standing is going to be important to them. You, you know, the media market is going to be important to them. And I think if if there was a school who checked all of those boxes, athletic success certainly has to be on there. And I think that's tied to you know, media media value. Then uh, I think there could be some schools that would be high on the list. But when you look at the mountain west landscape, I don't I can't find a school that checks all of those boxes. They would have to sacrifice one of those key elements. And I'm not so I'm not certain that the Pac twelve is willing to do that. Ah, excuse me. The PAC. Keep doing that. I'm not sure that they're willing to do that. That's why I think it's more, more likely that they come into some agreement with the ACC to help each other out but uh according to uh, Ben uh, Kirchhoff, he reported earlier that that um the uh, the ACC and Pac-12 are discussing a loose partnership we've heard about this and they wanted to do like a a championship game in Las Vegas between the two conferences to help boost their overall media rights contracts. But he also added, the ACC and Pac-12 exploring the possibility of a loose partnership expect TV rights to take center stage. Now, the ACC network has functioned better and has uh, done more things and has more value for ESPN than the Pac-12 network has. and So, the Pac-12 may have to just abandon the Pac-12 network. Or, be willing to show ACC games on its network. And vice versa, it would work both ways. But it would uh, the ACC network would have exclusive rights to broadcast Pac-12 games to West Coast households through ESPN cable providers. So there, we know there's been a long history of how bad things have been with the Pac-12 network. Um, but I think it's becoming more clear that's the preferred direction of the Pac-12. I right, did it again. The Pac. <laughs> to have some kind of a scheduling alliance with the ACC. Because they're, they're just, there aren't any schools in the Mountain West footprint who check all the boxes. Yes, there are some in good media markets, but they don't have the athletic success or they don't have the academic standards. Boise has had... Great viewership. We've talked about that. The, the the Boise State football games last year got more attention than the bottom nine schools in the Mountain West combined. So yes, we know Boise State is a national television brand, but their academics are nowhere near to the standards of the Pac 12. And does that really enhance their media presence? Yes, they capture Idaho, but there's not a lot of population there. San Diego State, improved, beautiful new facility for football. Basketball is a perennial top 25 team, NCAA tournament team. They capture this. They are able to maintain some semblance in Southern California, but they're not a tier one research institution. Colorado State, if they lose Colorado, then they might start to look at Colorado State. But again, athletically, for football, hasn't quite been there recently. Beautiful new stadium, really one of the biggest budgets, athletic budgets, in all of the Mountain West. But they are a Tier 1 research institution. But if Colorado is still in the Pac-12, Colorado State doesn't make sense. So, and I just don't see it, that there is really any school in the current Mountain West that checks all the boxes for the Pac-12. They'd have to sacrifice something. Uh, 9315, does basketball affect any of the decision-making on what conferences someone could go to? Not really. I think it helps, sure, uh, but... At the end of the day, you know football is king. You can sell more tickets to those games. Um, it, there's a, it's a longer game. You can do a lot more sponsorships. Yes, but there are more basketball games, and there are opportunities to go you know, get units from the NCAA tournament. Yes, there are ways that basketball helps, and it's important. But at the end of the day, it's football it's all about football. Uh if it wasn't, you know, San Diego State may be more more relevant and higher on their list. But and it gets back to the academics. They just don't have that same same level. Neither does Fresno State. Uh yeah, they're in the in the in the valley. There's a, a large medium market when it's all combined, but their facilities are aging and they don't have that uh, tier 1 research level. So there's just nobody really in the Mountain West that checks all the boxes. All right, uh we'll take a step aside. We'll we'll shift from conference football and realignment and let's talk about the Utah Jazz, okay? So we know that um that Minnesota announced their players that are coming here. Utah hasn't done that yet, which is a bit curious. But uh looking at what do these players actually bring to the Jazz? Who are they? How will they help the Jazz? Some of them might end up moving somewhere else before the season begins. But from uh, the way that the the trade is currently constituted, we'll look at how each of these guys could potentially help Utah and how they may end up in starters or rotation guys, We'll take a look at that as well. And I'll hear a little bit from uh, Rudy Gobert last night, some things he said about the Utah Jazz. It's all coming up next here on the Full Court Press.
2: July 12th and 13th are Amazon Prime Days. Oh, yes, you can buy lots of things on Amazon. It ships quickly right to your door. But there are some things Amazon doesn't do. They don't support our local community. They don't donate to our local clubs, organizations, youth, or schools. We should all shop local when we can. Local business is the backbone of our community. They keep us employed. In fact, small business is Cache Valley's largest employer. Local business supports and donates to our local economy. Given the opportunity, when you shop local, you find prices just as good and often better than Amazon and with superior service. Whether you buy from Amazon or not won't make a difference in their success but it will make a big difference in our community when you shop local.
0: Cache Valley Ear, Nose and Throat, the Allergy Clinic and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence in a beautiful new office complex at 2245 North 400 East North Logan, just south of the Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state of the art facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throw is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted.
2: Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. I get asked all the time do I have to sign up for Medicare? Check out our website, lssins.com or call 752-9493. Medicare doesn't have to be confusing. We have the answers to all your questions and will help each step of the way. With decades of experience, we'll guide you through each step. There is no cost to work with LSS Insurance. We make Medicare easy. Call 752-9493
1: 7505151
0: Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
3: Uh, you have a car that's stuck and it won't start. Yeah, I know that. That stinks. Well, if you're in that position, you can call Grantham Mobile Automotive. Their mobile auto repair service will get you up and running in no time. Just call them at 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Uh, <laughs> so, this Florida State news... Just before we get to the Utah Jazz, um, if they, they've they been flirting with the SEC and the uh, Big Ten, the Big Ten would have to make some concessions based on academic standings for them. Everybody in the Big Ten, with the exception of Nebraska, are members of the, uh, uh, what is it, the American, uh, now I've got to go find it again, <laughs> I had it, No, I just lost it. It's AAU, and I want to make sure I get it right, the Association of American Universities. It's a pretty lofty standard for academics. And every school in the Big Ten is in that category, even UCLA and USC, with the exception of Nebraska, who got expelled the year that they were um, invited into the uh, Big Ten. Now, Florida State is not in the AAU. But, um, it would certainly get the big 10 into Florida, into the Southeast. And that would entrench and encroach upon the SEC territory. Um, you know, both conferences are already at 16. going to try to get to 20. Oh, it's nuts. Uh, all right. So shifting to the Utah jazz, um, Look, the the Summer League game last night, it was more competitive than game 1, but we didn't see Jared Butler, he didn't play at all. Uh we didn't see Xavier Snead, he didn't play, Johnny Juzang, he didn't play. Now, Kofi Coburn, 6 points, 3 rebounds. No, excuse me, 3 6 points, 5 rebounds. Um didn't really see a lot that that blew me away. Justin Robinson 17 points in a starting role. Um, Bruno Cabaclo, 16 points, six rebounds. But uh, it's just a bunch of guys that are just, it's a glorified scrimmage. Utah really doesn't have anybody that's going to stand out. Uh, they do have a game tonight in against Memphis. That game is at six, other games have been at seven. Um, but, um, uh, one last chance, I guess, to see this team, uh, see any of these guys develop. Uh, then the the Summer League shifts to Las Vegas. Actually, games happening tonight starting at 8. And uh, a couple games in Las Vegas. Rockets against the Magic, Trailblazers against the Pistons, and the uh, Thomas and Max Center. So then the Utah Jazz, they'll go down there as well and and uh, see what happens with their team. Hopefully we see a little bit more of from some of these guys, but looking at the Utah jazz trade, and we're just going to assume that everybody that was announced in the deal actually comes. So what do they, what do they bring? Who are they and and how do they help the jazz? How could they be used? Uh, And how do they compare to some of the guys who are already there? So just looked at a few things for these guys. I just want to compare you know, these new incoming players with guys who are still on the roster for Utah. So when I look at PER, Donovan Mitchell, he's at 21.64, you know, very, you know, very high. Mike Connolly is at 17.28. Bojan Bogdanovich 15.71. Then you get to Jared Vanderbilt at 15.35. Jordan Clarkson, just under 15. Pat Beverly at 14.8. Malik Beasley, 11.9. So existing jazz players are still better in the PER than any of these new Memphis or Minnesota players coming in. Okay, so what about you know individual statistics and what they do well? Let's look at assists. Mike Connolly averaged 5.3, and so did Donovan Mitchell. Pat Beverly averaged 4.6. Then there's Jordan Clarkson at 2.5 and Boyan Bogdanovich at 1.7. So Pat Beverly could help with you know distributing the ball, and certainly I think he helps with point of attack defense on the perimeter, guarding other point guards. And talking about defense, what about steals? Donovan Mitchell leads the Jazz in steals at 1.5. Jared Vanderbilt at 1.3. Mike Connolly averaged 1.3. Pat Beverly at 1.2. So you know some more defensive help there. Jared Vanderbilt helps the Jazz with the rebounding. Losing Rudy Gobert doesn't look like Hassan Whiteside's coming back. Um, Jared Vanderbilt will certainly help in that category to supplement what's been lost there at rebounding. He averaged 8.4 boards a game last year. But then it's a pretty big drop-off. The next highest guy in the Jazz roster is Rudy Gay at 4.4. And we know he didn't really play much. Boyan at 4.3. Donovan at 4.2. Malik Beasley, coming in, averaged 2.9 boards a game. So, certainly need more from him. Uh, But what about scoring? Uh, Donovan Mitchell, he uh, averaged 9.83-point attempts per game. And one of the top in the NBA, averaging 35.5%. Malik Beasley, 8.1 attempts per game, 37.7% from beyond the arc. Then uh, looking at current Jazz players, it's Jordan Clarkson averaging 7.6 attempts, Boyan at 6.8, Mike Connolly at 5.8, Pat Beverly averaged 4.2 attempts per game. Um, And then points-wise scoring, Donovan Mitchell at 25.9 points a game. Boyan at 18.1, Jordan Clarkson 16, Mike Connolly 13.7, Malik Beasley 12 points a game. Now, these numbers were down this year compared to a year ago. Uh, Pat Beverly at 9.2, and that's pretty consistent on his career. Jared Vanderbilt, about 6.9 points per game. Uh, but one of the real shocking numbers to look at, it's scary, besides the rebounding, is blocks. Utah does not have a rim protector. Under the Looking at who is currently on this roster, Who is your leading shot blocker now? The leading shot blocker for the Utah Jazz would be Patrick Beverly at 0.9 blocks per game. Jared Vanderbilt at 0.6. So they got to find somebody to help anchor that low post and protect the rim. 7994 on our full court press text line. Patrick Beverly brings the ability to start fights and be annoying in general. Otherwise, he's pretty worthless. Um, yeah, he is a he is a gnat. He is annoying, um, but he but he can distribute the ball. I think his biggest strength will be not backing down on the on the perimeter. And Utah struggled with that. The point of attack, there was just n- really nothing there, and the whole defense was designed to maybe slow him down a little bit, but basically funnel everything to Rudy Gobert to let him clean up the mess because he was so elite. But if you couldn't guard what you were doing in front of you and Rudy was out of place in guarding somewhere else, then you got exposed. And everybody points to Rudy Gobert, but he wasn't the problem. It was the people guarding the perimeter and other, other people. So can Pat Beverly help in that situation? Yes, he is undersized. He's only like six one, so he would need help there from others. But look, I think Jared Vanderbilt helps this team. Malik Beasley may be a bit of a project, but I think he he kind of has some potential if they can get him back to where he was. Don't know if he really guards to the level that they would like, but and then there's questions about this uh, th- this rookie that they just drafted in uh, Walker Kessler, twenty uh, second overall out of Auburn, was known to be a rim protector and a rim runner. Um, so seven foot one, two hundred forty five pounds. We don't really know Leandro Balmaro. He really didn't play much. So there's some questions here still. And the fact that Utah hasn't announced this deal yet on their end kind of makes me suspicious that there might be something else happening with this deal. Uh, Anyway, more on that to love to get your thoughts on it, your reactions to the deal as you've had chance to kind of let it simmer and digest it a little bit, but, um, Love to hear your thoughts on it. 435-339-0321. Clearly, Utah still needs some pieces. Uh, They're not... I can't believe that they're going to let their center position be handled by a a true rookie in Walker Kessler, an unproven uh, big man in in Udoku Azabuki, or an undrafted free agent in Kofi Coburn. Just too much youth and inexperience there. you got to have somebody to help anchor that low post and protect the rim from time to time. Hey, uh, just want to remind you that there's a uh, – or not remind you, just let inform you. There's a new uh, a new page on Instagram, a new account on Instagram. It's called What's Up Cash Valley. It's all one word. And uh, they're doing some, uh, some giveaways there. And one of the first ones is a, a giveaway for the Anniversary Inn. So if you're on the Instagram, go find What's Up Cash Valley – Go check out what they're doing, what they're about, and uh, you can enter to win a, a free stay at Anniversary Inn. That's nice. That's awesome. Uh, also, before we take a quick time out, just also want to remind you about our friends at Mountain West Motor, uh, where they invite you to help them drive change in our community. Every month, they select a new or a different local nonprofit or a cause to donate funds to. So go check out who they're donating to this month uh, by going on their lot and talk to them about it and check out their inventory of unique. Trucks and SUVs at 615 North Main in Logan.
2: How many years has it been since you were married? One year? Ten years? Longer? This is Jarrett Jerick from Jarrett's Fine Jewelry. No matter how many years it's been, you always remember just how you felt. Show her you love her all over again with something special from Jarrett's. We can help you surprise her or bring her in and you can pick it out together. Maybe it's restyling the old ring or upgrading to a larger diamond that she just may have hinted about. No matter how many years it's been, let us help make it special on your anniversary.
1: Jerick's fine Jewelry.
0: Make
2: it special, make it jealous. Grantham Automotive
0: Repair knows how busy you are. I'm like the busiest person alive. We know there's never enough time in your day. I make instant oatmeal in the microwave. We know it's not always convenient to get your car fixed. So we will come to you introducing grantham automotive with over 10 years experience our master ase technician is licensed and insured and headed your way book your service appointment by calling 435-229-4345
1: for the second year in a row advanced heating and ac is honored to be named gold medalist for best of northern utah in the ac and hvac category they thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advance Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advanceheating-ac.com.
3: The Logo Shop is your
0: go-to for sports team uniforms. But did you realize the Logo Shop does more than sports uniforms? The Logo Shop can customize shirts for your retail and your restaurant employees, golf shirts for your sales team, jackets for your club. The Logo Shop's creative team will come up with design ideas to help reimagine your team or business look. So for your sports team or your business
1: team, get customized with the Logo Shop. Call them for a no-obligation quote.
2: Logo Shop! Logo!
3: Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again online at gsegenerators.com. We also
4: service other brands, Golden Spike Electric and Generac, power you can count on.
3: Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC.
0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the full court press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM.
4: The Fan. A lot of excitement, you know, and uh, obviously Utah is. You know, that's the only team i played for for nine years. And, you know, I've had some amazing memories. And I'm really, really grateful for uh, all the time that i spent there and all the great relationships that I've built there and that i going to stay there.
3: How is Rudy Gobert? His comments about the Utah Jazz and his time in Utah. It, look, this could be a topic for another day, but where does Rudy Gobert rank among Jazz players historically? And and does his jersey get retired in the rafters? I believe you can make a strong case to say yes, and very high, uh, very high among uh, jazz players historically. And yes, is Ross his uh, jersey in the rafters? Very few jazz players um, did as much as he has done, at the level that he has done it. So very impressive. Resume for Rudy Gobert. Um, Look, I would expect to see some things shaking loose with the Utah Jazz over the next week, week and a half, as teams assemble in Las Vegas for the Summer League. Uh, Expect to see more trades because this Jazz roster is not done. It's not completed. They need some more help on the perimeter, and they need uh, somebody else with more experience, I believe, in that low post. Is it a stretch five? that they're looking for instead of a traditional rim protector. Uh, not sure. Uh, as we close out, just a reminder about the Napa Auto Parts bucket sale going on now. There are five locations between Preston and Providence. Nice.
4: I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Every summer, we hear about five-star quarterbacks signing with a college football powerhouse. That comes with a lot of attention. And with name, image, and likeness a major factor in college football, players are under even more scrutiny than before. But the reality is, many of these star recruits will fail to make an impact. 2003, the nation's top quarterback prospect, Kyle Wright, went to the University of Miami. He threw for 38 touchdowns, 31 interceptions in his collegiate career. 2013, Max Browner committed to U.S served as a backup for three years, replaced by Sam Darnold after just one game. Becoming a star college quarterback isn't easy. And just like the NFL draft coaches and scouts swing and miss all the time at this position, a lot of pressure to put on an 18 year old kid. And with the amount of money name, image, and likeness is brought to college football where that pressure continues to rise. I'm Dan Patrick. And this is above the noise.